I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, everybody? This is Chops here with Adam and Zion Load Management, episode four, live from New York and Los Angeles simultaneously because... Technology is a great thing, and you know what? That's what we're bringing you. Adam, how you doing out there? Did you mainline a Red Bull this morning? I need this to. This afternoon in New York when, when you're taping this? I need you, to. You, you came in with the energy today. Do I sound sleepy? I don't want to sound sleepy. It's actually jarring right now. It's hurting my eardrums how loud and energetic, but also at the same time, I guess it's a good thing. So, you know, props to you. Not all of us flew 14 hours from Saudi Arabia this weekend. Yeah, buddy. no, it was actually a 20-hour ordeal coming back from Saudi Arabia, and basically my body and brain is operating like I'm hungover right now because I traveled so much yesterday. So um, bear with me, but we will still bring the hot takes. They just may come out a little fuzzy and a little bit different sounding than usual. Oh, I got some. Zion, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling right. Zion got his Giants hoodie on. He's ready for Eli Manning. The return. return. Ready for the return. The return of Eli. $4.99 and $4.99, right? Is that the. No, what's the record? $199 199 I don't know, but he's five. What is he? He didn't play. years old? Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't play a thousand games. It don't even matter. Whatever it is, Eli Manning's currently 500. We're recording this before the game, obviously. I can't wait to see what happens. I, I I love Eli so much. He's going out with a bang. Uh, or or a horrible loss. We'll see. All right. Yeah, one more chance for Eli face gifts. This is it, people. <laughs> he should if he wins, he should just retire. Just walk away on top. <laughs> Adam, while you were gone, traveling the world, being a thought, the Knicks. No, <laughs> not no, 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 no. Being being a journalist, but go uh, ahead. A journalist. My bad. The Knicks. I think it's something we all saw coming because they're a terrible franchise and they're a terrible team. But they fired David Fisdale finally. He didn't even get two full years. He got like a year and um, two months, maybe. And he was let go as the Knicks head coach. He's still getting paid by the Knicks, of course, because that's what the Knicks do. They pay guys not to coach the team. And, yeah, here we are. The Knicks are now looking towards the future yet again. There's rumors that Steve Mills, who is the team president, uh, will not get to make this next coaching decision. But, uh, Adam, as a lifelong New Yorker and Knicks fan, what is the status of the Knicks right now? Because I feel like people are just so used to them being a joke that no one was even like moved by this. It feels like like it didn't move the needle at all. It's more of the same. I mean, it's you know, I always I've called the Jets and the Knicks, you know, circuses as organizations because it's a complete clown show the way they operate things and the decision making and how haphazard they go about their business. So I mean, yeah, it's like we saw the writing on the wall a while ago that Fizdale was gonna, you know, take the blame for the early season malaise of the Knicks when they called a press conference ten games into the season because they got off to a two and eight start. And it was more the same the next ten games afterwards. The Knicks have the worst record in the NBA. They have the worst assembled talent. And the idea that we didn't see this coming is kind of preposterous. Although I will say that I stupidly and I think, you know, having my Knicks blinders on a little bit, thought that somehow, some way this team with assembled veterans and maybe a little bit better talent than last year's 17-win team could somehow eke out 28 wins, what? and that seems wait, completely preposterous wait, and ridiculous. Hold up, yeah, hold up. I said, yeah. 
Why? That's crazy. They don't even have a guy who I know. can shoot a three pointer. I know. This I is why I know that that matters in the NBA these days. Being it able does. to shoot it, the ball, and you and you shouldn't have your rotation be entirely comprised of power retread. forwards. Power forwards. Yeah. So it's like we can rehash the million ways that this roster is completely flawed and ridiculous and not built up for success. And I want to say that the reason I picked the over was because. You know the stupid optimism that you picked the Knicks over. You bet money on them. I didn't bet money on them, but when we made our, we made on the website. It don't matter if you if you don't bet money on them. No, I didn't put money on that because I'm not that idiotic. I'm not that stupid. But like, when we made those, I bet on the Browns over. So. Well, we all make stupid sections sometime in our life. But um, in general, yeah, it's like it's this assembled talent is pathetic. And Fisdale sadly gets the blame when it's others that are truly responsible. Now, Fisdale. Here's my was, thing. Here's my question. Is, well, is, is, Fisdale, me, is Fisdale blameless? He didn't seem like a very good coach, to be honest. Okay, so in terms of Fisdale being blameless, he's not blameless entirely because his rotations were suspect and you didn't see the development. Like Kevin Knox, his disappearance this year is perplexing. Like, yeah, why are you not playing? Play. The, he even play. Why are you not playing the young guys? He plays like 14 minutes a game, which is stupid. So it's like you had some glimpses of him being a competent NBA potentially player down the line, but you're stunting his growth. And the point guard position and and the in and out nature of it has been uh, perplexing. R.J. Barrett is has kind of been not particularly. Uh oh, Duke guy. Yeah, I know. So Zion, calm down when I say this, but like Barrett's been okay at best so far and how is he shooting 50 percent from the line um and just in general like Fizdale didn't elevate the guys the young guys especially and that's really perplexing and really idiotic and you don't understand why the team didn't have a plan in place to develop the young talent and make it work well, and kind of a la what philly's done with the you know respect the process let these guys develop and then maybe in three or four years we can be better but you know you can't blame the cook when, you know, the shoppers give him really shitty ingredients, whatever the Bill Parcells, you know, uh, sportsism <laughs> is. But, like, there's only so much you can do with the talent assembled. And, yes, Fizdale, I wouldn't say – Fizdale's not blameless for how bad the Knicks have been, but he's not the main – he's not the source of the problem. We know who the source is, and it goes above Steve Mills, mm-hmm. and it goes Don't above Scott Perry. What? I can't <laughs> – What? Don't say the name. Oh, yeah. I won't, yeah. It's like the boogeyman. <laughs> I know. It's like – because I've gotten I've gotten in trouble numerous times. Here, can, here's we, my we, thing. We, I can retell those stories if you want to. As we no, we're Knicks good. <laughs> we're good. Here's my thing about the Knicks. The fans didn't even seem to care about – it. it like, I, I might be missing it, but I follow a lot of NBA Twitter, a lot of NBA people. They just seem to not even care. Are, are, are the Knicks past the point where – like the fan base is just checked out. That's the worst place you can be because no one, no one cares. No, nah, I, I don't think the fan base would ever be checked. They out. seem they're, checked out. They're always going to be engaged, but I think mm. they, they've accepted the fact that they're just trash. Nicks for like, clicks. Is that, that's the saying out hey, there. I mean, it's still going to get them, but yeah, I think Zion's right. It's like, there's a, there's a complacency that has mostly kind of descended upon the fan base where it's like the, the expectations are so tapered and so low that, I mean, Christ, a 30-win season right now would be celebrated like a fucking playoff berth. Like, that's how bad <laughs> well, it's gotten right now. Well, said, no, essentially, like, look, go look at the season record for the Knicks. Ever since Scott Mills came back to run the team after, I think, the 2013 season, after the 50, 50 – Yeah, he's awful. He's after awful. the 54-win season, Scott Mills came back into the fold. And the Knicks have not had a winning season since then. And I think they've maxed out at, like, 35 wins or maybe they, maybe they won 37-win season. But, like, they've been putrid since Steve Mills came back to run the organization. And, yeah, you know, right now bad. the rumor they're yeah, they've been bad. And the rumor now is that James Dolan may finally be willing to get rid of Steve Mills because they want Masai. That's the big rumor out yeah. there. They want yeah. Toronto the- Raptors general manager Masai just won a title in, in Toronto. The Wizards went hard after him this summer. He's looked at as the best front office person in the NBA right now, I would I would say, right? 
We can and all if agree you're Masai, yeah, uh, yeah, it's debatable. But if you're Masai, he's top three. He's top three. But if you're Masai, yeah. if you're Masai Ujiri, why the fuck would you come to New York? He said it. He said it publicly. He doesn't want to come to the Knicks. Uh, why would you come? It's like I have. So over the years, I've known a lot of people that have worked at MSG and worked in various capacities in the Garden. And I always ask them for their best horror stories because they have a million of them, and it's hilarious. And the entertainment that you get from the people that have worked in the Garden um, is never ending, and on a scale that I I really can't well, even properly put into words. But what? That, but that's fine. But. I think we all understand why someone would come to the Knicks. It's still the Knicks. No, I at don't. The, I, at this point, I don't, actually. The, I don't. like Him turning want, around the Knicks would be bigger than anything else he could do remaining in Toronto right now. Yeah, but we've been saying that for 20 years. Well, not but 20 it's years, still but. it's 20 years, and it's still the same thing. That's the thing. I know, but nothing's going to change because of who's at the top. So uh-huh. it's like, so that's my contention where it's like it. every organization, it starts at the top and it trickles down. And I just got done, and bear with me for one second here, pal, but the intellectual that I am, I just got done reading a book about the Chernobyl disaster from 1986. And basically All right. that disaster is basically exacerbated by the bureaucracy, bullshit, and the paranoia of the Soviet Union and what socialism and the way they had the government set up breeded. And essentially – that's the same thing that happens in Madison Square Garden, where it's like everyone in their position is afraid of getting yelled at by their superior and survive in advance and do whatever you can to not get in trouble and not get bitched at and yelled at and, and basically destroyed publicly by your superior. And that trickles down from the top all the way to lowest employees. And everyone around MSG is paranoid and walking on eggshells. And the relief. Yeah, and, they should and be. The, They're the, awful. Yeah. What are you talking about? Enough of you dragging on about the geopolitical movements of Madison Square Garden. Who should be the next head coach of the Knicks? Names have been tossed around. The fan base seems pretty split on Mark Jackson. He's a name that keeps coming up. Hmm. Jeff Van Gundy keeps coming up. He wanted the job before Fisdale, and they didn't even give him an interview. Jeff Van Gundy, like the most successful head coach in recent history of the Knicks. Becky Hammond is getting thrown around as a possible name. I don't think she should do it because I think she there's better opportunities for her. And also, like I don't want to see the first female head coach of the NBA be – brought down by the Knicks like like that doesn't need to happen like because it's going to be such a monumental hire like we don't need that tied to the Knicks forever because like the chances are she's going to fail if she I, I mean it. I mean for her personally I feel like even if she took the job and like she she wants a job she said she does she, she does she, want she, she, she wants a and job. she should be coaching the NBA as head if, coach if she fails with the Knicks it hurts her next opportunities <laughs> yeah so, because yeah because it never looks good that I, you, I mean even if you look at Hornacek I was just talking about this. Like, where is Jeff Hornacek? Where, just, where is he right he's now? He's <laughs> just, he vanished from the earth. Like, now, yeah, yeah. if you look at former Knicks coach, like, D'Antoni's the only one that's still kind of around. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the name Jeff Hornacek. He was bad. <laughs> and, I mean, even even Fizdale now, we don't know where he Oh, we're not going to see Fizdale for, like, three years. Not, not at a head coaching position. No. So, well, like, well, he's yeah, going to pop up on a beach somewhere. Well, as he should, he's going to get paid his full fare, you know, for the next Good. couple of years. So, like, chill out and relax, yeah. Or get paid to do TV work, get double time. Yeah. Like, like good for Fisdale that he got out while still sane right now. And, it's again, it sucks that he was made the scapegoat. It's not his fault. It's not completely his fault. But, like, yeah, go get paid your entire fare and, and chill out for a couple of years. So, who should be the next, next head coach? I, I, don't, here's, I here's want, for chaos purposes, I want Mark Jackson. I think it would be hilarious to have Mark Jackson as the next head coach. Trace, no one Tra- Tracy Morgan – actually said comedian Tracy Morgan was like he's heard rumors that Mark Jackson's going to be the next coach like where does Tracy <laughs> Morgan uh, hear Nick's rumors hey you'll be surprised though you'll like like he's in courtside and Spike tells like who does Spike want to, to coach the Knicks hire that person listen to Spike I will say this the next head coach that the Knicks bring on is not going to matter 
Why? Because nothing's gonna, nothing. It's not gonna change. Nothing's gonna change unless yeah, you have unless right. you have completely systemic change where you're getting rid of Scott Perry and if Steve Mills is really out of MSG as been rumored, then you have a new hierarchy. And if James Dolan doesn't meddle and lets them do their thing, then finally you will see change coming on. But again, yeah. the track record of him has been: he says he will do that, <laughs> and then he meddles, and he says he will back off, then he meddles. So you know, it's like again, I, it starts at the top. So unfortunately for Knicks fans, the only way things can ever get better is if you have a regime change all the way at the top. And Dolan, despite the fact that there are rumors every once in a while that he's thinking about selling the team, has given zero indication he wants to sell the team. Moving on to the other NBA news of the week. Obviously, the Knicks were a big story. They're always going to be a big story. The biggest storylines for a four-win team in the NBA. But uh, a lot of other stuff is going on. My hometown team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, is just a total disaster. They lost by 40 twice last week. Uh, They revolted on their coach through the media. Hate to see it. But, okay, stop being mean. <laughs> but but it looks like they're finally ready to trade Kevin Love. It's been a super quiet trade start of the year. Usually there's a lot more trade rumors. There's bigger names on the block. Last year, obviously, Anthony Davis was a big name on the block. There's no one really of that level this year. So Kevin Love kind of is just like the default big name, even though he's not obviously on the level of an Anthony Davis. But – the Cavs are now open to trading Kevin Love, and we wrote on the site some like five destinations. I, I cooked that up. Six. Six destinations. I think it's very interesting because I think he could help a contender get to the next level. He could help Boston really become a threat in the East because I think Boston, people think they're like a threat in the East, but that team is not winning the East as currently constructed. But, I mean, the thing is, if he does go to a Boston, who are you giving up? They the money is tough for Boston. They have to like it's like Cantor and like a pick. And the Cavs but, aren't taking Cantor and a pick for Kevin Love. They might. What's the what's what's the value of Kevin Love right now? I mean, Kevin Love is still all star, and the fact that the the market is depe- depleted. It is that that could help them. It's going the to raise his value. So like, I don't see. I don't honestly. I don't think Kevin Love makes anybody a title contender. If he got traded to the Rockets and they didn't give up to Capella. They're that, not beating the Lakers or the Clippers. I don't know about that, pal. They're not beating. Ru- Russ, Harden, Love, and Capella. Capella terrible Cap- defensively. I don't team, think though. Capella is They're already be there. terrible defensively. I know, so you're not, but Kevin Love's not making him better defensively. Offensively. They already could score. I know, uh, yes, exactly. Offensively, he adds dynamic, but like, there's still a defensive disaster. And at the same time, I don't think you can keep Capella if you're trading. Could he, put, could he put Denver over the top? Say you put him in Denver. No. What does he do different than? I mean, he's maybe a little bit better scorer than Paul Millsap, but Paul Millsap he, defends. He, he, well, he would stretch the floor a little bit better than Millsap. I mean, Millsap stretched the floor too, but, and and he defends way better than Kevin Love. And I think mm. the fact that Denver is still like they're still not like so it doesn't even matter. So the I don't biggest think it matters. the biggest trade ship of the is that that's bad for the NBA. The ratings are already already down, and no one's going to care about the trade season. Well, I mean, if someone makes himself available, like uh, who? Like Dame just says, I want out. Just <laughs> I mean, trade me. That, He'll never. Hey, he, it's he the won't. NBA. It's he wild. Won't. He won't. It's wild. He but won't. I don't, yeah. I, I Unless Bradley, Bradley Beal's a guy. What if Bradley Beal just says, he I just want out? He just signed a. Uh, oh, yeah. He can't even be yeah. traded until the summer. Never well, mind. also, Chops, yeah. It's like the one thing why you haven't seen the, the any trade so far is that there's a shit ton of guys that are well, no. signed this summer. Well, no, I, no. December fifteenth is when yeah, the real. So tra- exactly. But there's no big name rumors of guys. There's no Anthony Davis on the market this year. There's no like you go back. There's always one huge name that's going to get moved, kind of every well, yeah, every and, winner. And, and we're Beale's lacking signing, it this year. 
Yeah, but Beal signing the long-term extension kind of takes him off the market. That took him out, yeah. Unless the Wizards got wowed by something around the deadline. No, they literally can't trade Beal until the summer. Oh, yeah, I think there's some stipulation in the contract. Yeah, Yeah, you're right about that. But also, yeah, it's like you don't have these marquee names. And with the signings that we saw all the movement over the summertime, there are so many guys that are off limits right now, rookies included, that you just can't absolutely touch. So it's like it's been a very much – it's usually you see something leading up to the season, and even you see now some guys get, you know, sometimes – traded but like it's been historically silent time in the nba and it's probably not going to be that impactful of a I, trade deadline because there's so many guys set in stone and so few teams are really willing to take major risks and again yeah. i think your assertion that like would kevin love really raise some team to like you know on the verge of like a borderline conference finals team to then an nba finals team i don't really think so if you went to boston if they could figure that out I think he would bring Boston That's another, to the Bucks level at least. There's another you said three words figure it out that's going to take a while. You just can't yeah, jump. No, just for can't sure. Jump. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately. I think if you went to one of the East teams, it would raise those ceilings more than a West team. Yeah, for I sure. think so. 100%. I think right now in the East is clear cut who... Yeah, the Bucks. The, the Bucks are... You know, <laughs> two, are, two other right names. Everybody. Two other names. Blake and Andre Drummond. What if the Pistons sell? I mean, I feel like they do have to sell eventually, but uh, Andre Drummond is not... He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a hard guy to... Like go after because number one he only catches lobs and plays in the paint. He, but he plays, plays defense. defense. He plays defense. And rebounds. I mean that's great, but at the same time, not every team. If you're playing a small team like the Clippers, he's gonna he's gonna get run out the gym because they're yeah. running. Circles I mean I think it him. depends where it goes, but I think they're I think both of them, Blake especially, are two interesting names that could pop. I think up on Blake the Blake can make somebody a, a championship team. Imagine a championship team. Yes. Who? Blake is ten times better than Kevin Love right now. If we're being real, come ten on, ten times better. Those, those all knees, all right, buddy. Those knees. All right, don't. Blake's knees are. I'm not gonna put a value of ten times on it. Talk about like, being hyperbolic. Well, you just said ten times. You he's just said much 10. better than Kevin Love right now. I, he also his contract is is it is Kevin Love has a, a big contract, but Blake's is bigger. So. We had Blake I at 15 th- on our I rankings. Think, yeah, we did. I love now. Blake. I love Blake. I, but, Blake is very good and I think very underrated. But I think if you pulled people that. Who would you rather have, and how would you rather slot somebody in? I think you're probably going to see more people say Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean that's in terms of you're looking for a role player or you're looking for I role think, player. But not, you're being very disrespectful. Not right role now. player, as in he's like a, a ten, ten, you, 10 points per game. You he take fits the system. You take Kevin Love on your Brooklyn Nets in a heartbeat, buddy. Let's, no, I wouldn't. So let's show some respect. I would respect. not take Kevin Love on the Nets. You right are now. lying. You, I, you are. We a have damn KD lying. coming next year. Why do I need Kevin Love? Who can't K- play defense? KD coming. We already shoot threes. KD we don't coming need him. next year. Who's your power forward? Torian Prince right now. Okay, yeah. And you said you want. <laughs> and you said <laughs> you want to take Kevin. We're Love. playing small ball. Why do we need Kevin? Love? Uh, for the audience, let's just Zion is a diehard Nets fan. He's you, one you of, address. He, you address that last episode. Well, I'm gonna bring it up every episode so oh, people remember goodness. because no one remembers the Nets or their fans. All six of you. Uh, all six of you guys you got more fans than the Cavs right now. Well, we're, we're we have a ring, so I should have worn my ring in this there. guy. That's your only argument. Well, it's a pretty, right, it's just... a pretty damn good argument. My thing here. Okay, so it's it's it looks like it's gonna be a quiet trade season. A guy who could pop up on the you know on the rumors. His a huge contract, Chris Paul. Uh, what did Chris Paul do over the weekend, Zion? He snitched. He snitched. He went full Chris Paul and snitched on the Minnesota Timberwolves. For not having a jersey tucked in, and got a delay of game, right? Yep. And then the guy, and then Cat missed the free throw and extended the game, and the Thunder won in overtime. 
I mean, that's Chris, Chris Paul Chris, for you. Does Chris Paul want people to hate him? Chris Paul is the pettiest dude in the league. How's that petty? He's snitching. He's just being a snitch. <laughs> He's just petty, man. I have a whole reel. If you look at Complex Sports, there's a whole reel of Chris Paul doing petty things in the NBA. He's the pettiest dude in the NBA. Taka- but I respect it. Takashi made snitching too okay. Oh, now because now Chris Paul is oh, just out here goodness. snitching in NBA games. So Chris Paul is not the pettiest person in the NBA. He's, he's not petty. Compet- I don't think he's, he's petty. petty. He's no, the he's most competitive petty. person in the competitive? NBA. Competitive? What? Yes, right. he is. Oh, yes. How do you go from petty to Are you to condoning <laughs> snitching? Adam, are you condoning snitching? If it's going to give you an advantage in something, why not? Oh, hey. my God. No, nah, I'm not mad at the snitching. It, it, was not- IQ, it was IQ play, but it's petty. It's still petty. IQ All right, play. Listen. Uh, if you so the two times I've interviewed Chris Paul. Oh, here we go. Like anytime, no, <laughs> here we fuck, go. Fall the fuck back and shut up and listen to my little story for one second, okay? The two times I've interviewed Chris Paul, anytime you bring up like other random topics about fashion, whatever random shit, like he's great to talk to and really insightful and like has great quotes and it's it's fun, enjoyable. The second you talk about anything competitive or about competitors or other people or like anything basketball related. He switches personality-wise. Like, you see the switch in demeanor and, like, his eyes narrow and he gets all, like, crazy and psychotic. And He's, like, the most competitive son of a bitch you'll ever come across. And guys that play with him and know him will say the same thing. Like, he is a competitive asshole. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like, he's just he would love to be called. He would love to be called an asshole. He like, Actually, like, he, probably, he probably would appreciate that. Like, yeah. on the basketball mm-hmm. court, he's a competitive asshole that will dog you and try to beat you any means, way, shape, form, whatever the fuck it's called. So, like, I think what Chris Paul did – is savvy, honestly. Not even petty. I think it's fucking savvy. That's cool. But, you know. I mean, he's still snitched. <laughs> like, still I, snitched. I can't condone <laughs> him snitching on another. Like, bro, he is the president of the Players Association out here snitching is on he players. Still do? Is yes, he's still the president. Oh, okay. I mean. <laughs> also, also, real quick, did the Thunder trade the get a worse point guard in that deal? All right, now Chris not, is looking not, better than. We're not gonna do that. He's looking we're, better than Russ. He, I, he uh, is. And chops would be accurate, actually. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not gonna say he's a better point guard, but does he fit better than? I think everyone knew that Chris Paul fit better with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Like, uh, no, we knew I that. Say we knew that, no, Adam. No, we knew no, that. No, Come no, on, no, don't don't do that. I don't know. I don't agree with that statement, Pat. All I know is Chris Paul's looking pretty. Pretty okay in Oklahoma City. I didn't expect I, him to be trash. Like I expected him to take his game up from playing with James Harden. I actually like, think that I actually think that in terms of regular season wise, that Russ is a better fit with James because the dynamicism that Russ can bring compared to Chris Paul. I don't think it's going to work out in the long run anyway. But in, again, in terms of pace and the way that Russ gives them a different dimension than Chris Paul, it's better for Harden to have that under his under well, his, the pro- know, the pro- his cap. So. The problem is Paul. Harden. The problem is Harden hated Chris Paul and literally after the last game of the season, <laughs> reportedly told Maury to trade Chris Paul. Like, he didn't even wait, like, a week. He was like, I need you to get rid of Chris Paul. So, I, I mean, obviously, it wasn't going to work. You put but, in you put in Westbrook in a Dan Tony office, it just doesn't fit. Like, But the re- yeah, know, yeah. we know the reason, that. I mean, he can't I, shoot the ball. He, can't, he literally can't shoot. The reason I bring up why Russ is a better fit than Chris Paul is because, like, it's, you know, it's been asked, you know, to different coaches. And, like, for instance, when the Rockets were in town, Doc Rivers was kind of talking about that, where it's like, you know, the question we all had was, were Russ and uh, Harden going to work? Now, regular season, yeah, you know, probably TBD. But from a coach perspective, they were like, that's a great move because it gives them pace. It gives them speed. It gives them something different than what we saw the past two years where it was so methodical and just so one-dimensional that adding Russ, again, this different speed, this guy can put in different gears, was a good thing for, for James and for the Rockets. Yeah, just think about when they get Kevin Love. They'll be even better. <laughs> I, I mean, we could say uh, we could say Chris Paul is a better point guard, pure point guard than Russell Westbrook. Yes, we all know that. Chris Paul's playing better this season. That's that's what I said. That's what I said, and that's I what mean, I'm going to say. 
I can agree with that, but we're not going to sit here and say Chris Paul is a better player than Russell Westbrook. We're not going to. Who get, said that? Nobody said that. Nah, you were hinting at it. No, you were hinting don't, at it. You asked who's the better point guard. Yeah, no, don't don't put words in my mouth, buddy. We can we let's can rewind the tape. She no, re- walk it back. Tape, if man. you want to walk that back, what you literally just said, that should be. If the If you want to walk back your awful take from five minutes ago, we can do that very yeah. easily, pal. But your question that you posed was who is the better point guard, and you can easily make the case that the better point guard would be Chris Paul. Yeah. Pure point guard. All right. Um, We're getting into semantics there. Uh, Zion, I think, uh, hacked the rundown and wrote this in here. Mm. Should should I, I kind of want to talk about the Eastern Conference a little bit. Oh, come on. We talked about Boston. It's better than the West right now. Is it? Okay, calm down. Jeez. Whoa, you. you just be wilding <laughs> with your takes. It's uh, not It's not a wild take, actually. Look at the, the top six teams in the East. You can make a case could be better than the top six teams in the West. You didn't, you didn't say seven? So Zion, wa- Zion <laughs> why? wants why? Who's number seven right now, pal? Zion wants to talk about the Nets. <laughs> so who who have the Nets? The last two Sundays, who have the Nets been? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Denver Nuggets, a so-called elite team in the West. Yep. And the Boston Celtics, a so-called elite team in the East. Look at that. My favorite thing to talk about with the Nets is I can kind of shade Kyrie because he hasn't played in, what, a month? And mm-hmm. and they're playing better than when Kyrie was playing nah, with nah, the nah. team. Don't do that. Don't do that. But they are. They are, but at the same time, we're playing lesser opponents. You just said you'd beat two elite teams without him. But the, the teams sandwiched around those teams are... are we're tra- uh, we beat I the think, Cavs, you know, okay, the Hornets. That's a, that's a tough win. Beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, a.k.a. Chops, you know. Um, I, we play, we played a lot of bad teams in this stretch, like, but at the are, same time, should we take the Nets for real? Is it, that's that's my question here. Of for course, because why? Not they're they're beating elite teams without, num- not even. Just I just Kyrie. wanted you to admit that they're doing better without Kyrie than with Kyrie on uh, record wise. Of course, oh, okay. I'm not gonna say once Kyrie comes back, and you're pushing Spencer Dinwiddie is an All Star right now, number one. If we're if we can we all agree on that? I, no rebuttals. I don't He's know. He's been very good. He's been okay. very good. Okay. He's you, been very good. I don't, what, the East <laughs> All-Star is like, like, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be. It's like, he's you a, think Jason Tatum's going to be an All-Star in the East. He is. That that That's that's not. Jalen Brown, that. too. All The whole Celtics lineup, just Bro, All-Stars this year. Jason Tatum is, is going to be an All-Star. We know that. We know that for sure. But Sounds like ba- Duke, ba- <laughs> your Duke bias coming nah, through. Nah, we know that for sure. 
You but, are so biased, pal. It's not even oh funny. It's like you we me... this, we that. It's like it's like if who we... pays you? Who signs your checks every single week? Oh if we had goodness. to rank biases between the three of us, I'm clearly the least biased. What? Because I hate my team. You thought the Browns were gonna make the playoffs. That wasn't biased. That, that was just that, me... was, that was biased. That wasn't biased, that was just false hope. That was biased. I hate bro. my teams. You just blindly support any output of We're we're actually a winning team. The Nets are a winning team. That's hard in the Eastern Conference. But at the same time, now back to the point, we're getting Karis LeVert back. Karis uh, LeVert. That will put you over the top. Karis LeVert, <laughs> Kyrie, and then a, a missing piece in Wilson Chandler as a backup four. We don't have a four on the on the roster right now. I, and you said you didn't want Kevin Love. We don't need Kevin Love. Kevin Love can't play defense. So, you know. Played defense on Steph Curry one time. Exactly. Man. Oh the greatest, the greatest defender against Steph Curry in the history of mankind yeah. is Kevin Love. What, what happened? Y'all not going to do this on. Pay your respects just, to the, to we the just, greatest. This is the greatest okay. lockdown defender of Steph in the history of the NBA. But yes, yeah. we are taking the Brooklyn Nets seriously. Okay, so you didn't convince either me and Adam, so we're going to I don't need on. to convince y'all. Y'all, see, y'all will see the results. Just wait a couple months. I've the been Nets, telling y'all. The Nets right now, without Kyrie, are fun and interesting. And the second Kyrie comes back and mucks it up. All right. Wow. Wow. The momentum, then we'll have a different conversation. But Y'all, y'all don't like, understand. You're talking to a prophet, man. Come on, man. Excuse who, me? Who said... Who a said profit. <laughs> a profit? A profit who, of what? Who destruction? Wrote the, yeah. Who wrote the article that you edited, Adam, um, in May, saying Kevin Durant and Kyrie will sign with the Brooklyn Nets? Who wrote that? Zion did write that. Who, he did. He had it. Yeah, yeah, he had one. Y'all gotta he listen. Gotta he start had, that listening. Was, that was a good observation. Gotta we'll give you credit listening. for that, pal. Yeah, we'll give but, you. We'll give you credit for that. Uh, I'm not giving you credit for saying the Nets are legit. They're not legit. We're not, not gonna win the East, but we're gonna we're gonna give playoff you hell. Team, solid playoff team. We're gonna give people hell in the playoffs. I would love. Here's my thing. I would love a Nets Celtics series just so Kyrie. That's what, that's what it is right now. So Kyrie has to go back and play against his former team because he's he hasn't played in Cleveland in three years. He has, he's hurt now. He's legit hurt mm-hmm. now. So he he didn't play in Boston. But it's like I I need to see it because it it obviously is bothering him. Real talk. And I and I and I do like Kyrie the basketball player. You don't usually see him lash out. He did that long Instagram post. He seems like really a Which guy. Which is preposterous. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Because that was preposterous. Well, let's oh, be nice because we might have a future uh, a Nets player coming on. Soon, so. <laughs> so we don't but need like, to, we don't need to just bury the Nets. I actually I love the Nets. Yeah. What, what are we talking cat. about? Oh my god! Yeah, you guys are, I you guys forgot are about it. The best pathetic. team in the East. Yeah, pathetic. He loves basketball. He doesn't like like anything else that comes with being a superstar in the NBA. That's no, what it what seems. You, but the problem is, it's like this is what you guys sign up for. Like you yeah, guys to a degree, know this going but... in, and and I get that there's a lot of bullshit nonsense that these guys deal with, and and I can sympathize a little bit, but like this is what you sign up for when you become a superstar of this level. This is what comes with the business, and also Kyrie 100%. is like ranting and raving about it, like you know, and I'm I'm not this is not a original take here, but like you can't be doing Uncle Drew and all these movie deals and all this other shit, and then complaining about life in general, like about this attention that you get and all the nonsense of that comes with being a basketball well, superstar. Uh, so it's like, you can't have it both ways is what it, what it comes down to. Zion, he wants it both ways. Was Uncle Drew a good movie? Let's see how biased Zion is. I didn't even watch that movie. Oh my, okay. Uh, not, I, I saw you. Were, we're I, not doing those. I saw the, Uncle Drew in theaters. The Kevin, <laughs> that's pathetic. You should never admit that. <laughs> the Kevin Durant movie did not watch. Kevin Durant not, movie? I don't the, even know. There's a Kevin Durant movie. Really? When, I think it's called Thunderstruck. Oh, Wow, yeah. I never seen. We'll talk about the Nets, I think, a few more times this season. Hopefully, let's get some NFL, big NFL Sunday. Adam, I don't know if you watched anything yesterday. Or yeah, on the plane ride. Yeah, on the plane ride back, I got to watch Saints 49ers, and then I saw the Patriots wonderfully get a million calls 
the wrong way and lose in agonizing fashion to the Chiefs. It was a pleasure to watch that. Oh, look at you. You, you were a little first-class flight, a little uh, TV accommodations on the flight. Look at you. Well, thankfully, technology has allowed you to watch things that are going on, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away. So, can yeah, can we talk that. about how this man flew out to Saudi Arabia for a trash fight? <laughs> <laughs> a I don't know if we should. <laughs> that fight, the Ruiz, the Ruiz fight did suck, bro. It and was, I, uh, and, and, yeah. we, and we stand a, a chunky king and, and Ruiz. <laughs> I love him. That man, he gained 18 pounds on uh, weigh-in day. Yeah, real quick, I will. I'll <laughs> say this: that fight, it was it was cool to go experience it in a different country, but the fight was bad because Ruiz had nothing in the tank and the extra weight that he gained. He was <laughs> he was 18 pounds heavier for the rematch than he was. You know, at least what did he in. eat on weigh-in day to gain 18 well, pounds? No, th- no, he didn't. Uh, like he just ate. Like he just he said like you know, there's no because obviously for heavyweight division. There's no weight restrictions. Two hundred pounds plus, you can be as heavy. You could be four hundred pounds if you want in the heavyweight division. Yeah. So it's a matter Shout of how, what kind of shape you want to be in. But Ruiz was the second heaviest heavyweight fighter to weigh in in the history of the heavyweight division at two hundred eighty-three pounds, and he looked every bit the fat, you know, sob that he was Bro. in the ring because he couldn't throw any combinations. He had zero willpower to sustain pressure, and he was completely outclassed and outboxed. It was a terrible fight, and Joshua. Look good, although it came against a fighter that was not in shape and not up to the caliber of what we could have potentially seen from a week. So it was very disappointing that he didn't take this fight seriously and that basically he pulled a Buster Douglas back against Tyson years ago where he had this major upset win, surprised everybody, and then just rested on being the celebrity eight and, and didn't really take the rematch seriously. You know what? I, I can't blame him because if I did that, I would have just fucking kicked it for a year too <laughs> and just and, and just basked in all the glory of being – of your one upset. Cause like odds are if you have a huge upset in boxing, you're not going to do it again. So why not just fucking live life and, you know, go out on top. Let's talk some NFL. So some big things happened yesterday. The Browns won. Woo. But also Odell Beckham jr. So the Browns lost. So yesterday. The, it, it, it didn't even feel like we won. Cause Odell Beckham jr. Wants out of town. Took until week 14 of the, of the his first year there before he requests. So yeah, the Browns are probably going to trade Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. He's literally out here, Jay Glaze reported, asking other players and coaches to come get him and trade for him. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Oh yeah, this, nobody. This literally everybody. The world. I can't like this is everybody this is wants breaking to play news. Cleveland. Everybody wants to play. It's not even Cleveland. You know what? He's I'm turn I've turned on him. I've turned on Odell. You've been turned on him. It's not because me. you know what? Because he's not as good as advertised, pal. All right, don't do that. He wasn't, bro. He's 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 the same Odell he was of, last year. Uh, no, okay. Did he know? Did he know the offense and where to line up last year? Does he know the routes? He knows. Jarvis routes. has had to tell him where to line up on multiple occasions this season. Out. He's checked out by This now. was happening week three, so he checked out immediately. He's checked Does out, he, man. Did he catch the ball in New York? Because he drops a lot of the passes he was, in he Cleveland. Was, he was catching the ball in New York, man. Yeah, he drops them in, in yeah, Cleveland. Uh, he drops a lot of passes. I think we need to have discussion that Eli was better than Baker. Baker's <laughs> having a tough year. I think he's got a broken hand. It's all right. Uh, look at these excuses. Oh, Good. Man. I'm going to make an excuse <laughs> for him. I'm going to make an excuse for him. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Bro, at some point... Like, I understand what Giants fans were saying now. Like, Odell will never – it's all subtle, vague stuff. He'll never come out and be like, oh, and be disruptive. Other than the Reading interview – inter- interview, The interview he did where he threw Eli under the bus was disruptive. That's the only time he's ever come out and been like a problem like that. But it's all like vague, like body language and, and, and how he acts and what he says. It's all read between the lines stuff. And it gets old so fast. Bro – 
the Browns picked up a first down in the game yesterday. Kareem Hunt caught a pass for a first down. Odell ran off the field, sat down on the bench without like telling anybody, and just sat there for two plays before running back in. It wasn't like it was a bad play. They got a first down in a game they were winning. Like, what is wrong with this dude? Elite talent. I'm questioning. I, I understand. I'll just say that. I understand when Giants fans said it's might it maybe not worth the headache. Because it isn't. It hasn't I been worth it. I don't think we said that. I just a lot of Giants fans said that. A lot we, of Giants fans said that. We hinted that. They did. No, Zion, a lot of Giants fans A lot fans of Giants said fans said it's not worth the headache. You know how many guys, you know how many guys called WFAN complaining about Odell WFAN, two years ago? Uh, two years I don't ago? know if that's the demographic we're, we're going that. to. We're not doing that. A lot of people. Angel Diaz said that. Did we, you? We, just, we just wanted to warn you because, like. You warned me. We could, you were right. You we, were right. We enjoyed Odell there. But, I'm not enjoying it. But. You guys lied to uh, me. You guys lied to me. I'm not enjoying anything. I mean, it's it's not it's not Odell's fault. We're for being real. It's not only his fault. He didn't. Ha- he didn't. I mean, if he's legitimately hurt, which I think he is, and Baker brought this up and then apologized, he called it the training staff. It seems like Odell's had this issue all season. If he's legitimately hurt, then that like that's for sure an excuse. Like he's playing through the pain. That's awesome. But bro, there's video of you like asking Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, <laughs> like, like, like telling you to come. That's crazy. You can't tell other players and coaches to trade for you in the middle of a season. Or is in your a, first or, year or there. It's definitely not the or, first person to do it. Or is that a savvy move? Trade him. Plan- I don't care. If trade him. Pl- if you're planting the seed, well, you can't. Obviously, the trade deadline is passed. Well, I'm talking about next season. Yes. Get rid of this dude. This but is that a savvy move on Odell's part where he's planting the seeds now to get himself out as early as humanly possible? And listen, if Odell goes to a winning situation in a in an okay city, I'm sure he'll be fine. No, I think he'll, like, he'll probably sink the team. I'm not convinced. <laughs> he, I'm not convinced oh, he can win. The Browns were so much better on offense last year, pre Odell. They That's, try and force don't, Baker. See, Baker's see, 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 Baker's biggest that. problem is he's forcing it to Odell. You can't. You can't play the card that is, it's Odell's fault. The offense sucks this year. Number one, it's your coach. Freddie well, Kitchens is an idiot. Is yes, your, correct. And your QB well established. Your QB has taken three steps down from last year. The year's. line is much worse than last year. But you know why the line's bad? Why they traded a gu- their best guard for fucking Odell? Oh. Well, all right. So <laughs> all look, you gotta say it. is, well, well, Giants fans <laughs> tricked me. I want a refund. How, can I get a, it's Christmas season? Can I get a holiday gift like receipt nah, on Odell? Bro. No, you cannot. But I think for Odell's case, like we haven't seen him play on any really truly good team so far. Well, like, I mean, I obviously we the Giants one. went to the, Giants went to the playoffs one time, and then you went shirtless to Miami or went to Miami, partied, oh, and no. you know came out. Here we go. Came out in Green Bay shirtless when it was like two degrees outside. So other than that one time, Odell's been in the playoffs once. And, didn't and he had a big drop in that game. Yeah, he had, but, he had a bad that, game. But that. what y'all forget from that season was he carried that whole offense. All right. Like he carried. He was very good. That's, so, that's also that like six years ago. I know, but when he's checked in and when he's in, he's on top of things and you have a guy playing okay as Eli played okay that season, it's a different story. So I think if Odell goes to the right situation, he will be just fine. But clearly he's showing off incredible diva characteristics that we haven't seen incredible in a while. Right now. In, incredible right incredible. now. And it's, and it's fun to kind of observe as a it's non-Browns not fan. It's not fun. As a non-Browns fan, it's, it's fun not, to observe. But as a Browns fan, I'm sure it's agony. Very entertaining. It's I wanted to cry yesterday, so and we won. We won, but and should, I wanted to but cry. But let me let me pose this question to you guys: Is Odell now the biggest diva wide receiver that we've seen in NFL history? No, until he does sit-ups in his driveway. To, re- to request <laughs> it's going it. to get to that point soon, though. It's gonna, no, like, it's not because it's, it's going to get to that point soon. No, you can't. You they're can't just going to trade him. They're just going to trade him. The you Bra- can't see. O- 
No, you can't see Odell doing push-ups in the Hollywood Hills in front of a media contingent. No, because I think I think the Browns are just going to trade him. I don't think the Browns are going to like think twice about it. I think they're going to like like do it. I think they're going to. But if this if this lingers into like you know past the free agency period and when you know teams can start doing stuff in the NFL all season, he's still a member of the Browns come springtime and come around training camp time. You don't think Odell's going to try to make some like incredible power move to get himself out of there? Uh, I don't know. We have to see. I think the Browns are going to be down to, to look in otherwise. I mean, Peter King said this morning they're going to hopefully have a new coach. So maybe that will be able to Hopefully. Hopefully. I hopefully. Mean, we, we tried that. We got a new coach. And Odell well, here, didn't. You know, here's the problem. The Browns are about to have their third best season since 1999. Yikes. And, and <laughs> it, yeah, guys, this is the third best Browns. Like, imagine – you guys don't know what my life is like. That <laughs> this is the third best Brown season since 1999. Other things happened in the, in the NFL yesterday. Adam, you mentioned it. The Patriots got screwed, which usually doesn't Washed. happen. You truly hate to see it. Washed. Hate to hate to hate to you, see it. You know what I like to do? I don't think kid. I don't think like Zion's generation does this. On my way to work, I, I like listen to Boston sports radio this morning. Nah, just to, yeah, you see. I feel like me and Adam's it's generation not my, more it's about not, it. It's not, it's not about generations. You're just a weirdo like that. That's no, just, people do that. People do that. Adam, <laughs> Adam, Adam Ryan, do you know me? Yeah, do you know how many people listen to sports talk radio around the country? Yeah. Like, you're me. the weirdo. Yes. You're the weirdo. But not no, so me, I, I tuned in. They were so mad this morning. Like, so mad. And the, those, the, those the peers are falling screwed. on deaf ears. No one gives a shit about you're complaining about yeah, getting screwed over. There, you know how many times the Patriots <laughs> have gotten the benefit of the call over the past two decades? And to see them get screwed Almost over every call game? after call after call was fucking amazing. I was reveling in it watching on the plane. It, it felt that was the only thing to keep me alive during my 13-hour flight back from Saudi Arabia. It's like, the, the, it, it's like the ladies and gentlemen, we got them, meme. It, oh, it come to life. It, was, it, was it really was. Oh, my God. To see every pass interference call go the opposite way, to see turnovers that should have been touchdowns for them not stand. It was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I, I really loved it. When uh, Nikhil Harry, the touchdown that they did called a not touchdown, when Romo said that, that they didn't have any challenges left, I just started <laughs> smiling. Because you could tell Romo, like, he didn't feel bad for them at all. Like, he was like, oh, that's a shame, you know? And uh, it was it was yeah, really great to see it. So the Patriots have now lost two in a row. The refs. I want to talk about the refs real quick. The Bills Ravens game, the Browns Bengals game, the Saints 49ers game, the Pats Chiefs game, all had big calls blown by refs. And we're just so conditioned to NFL officiating being so bad. That we're all just like, oh, it's just it's part of the game. Yeah, at this point, like, bro, control. but it's like that's four games that we were watching yesterday, three huge games, and mistakes by the officials were just like everybody shrugs them off because we're just so it's like a part of the game. Getting screwed by an official is like a part of the game, and it's going to happen in the playoffs again this year. And I really hope it doesn't happen to the Saints again because I don't want to see them go through that again. Hope it happens to Patriots. Again, I don't think the Patriots need the refs to be bad. They're, that team's not that good, I don't think. Ooh. One thing, one I just thing made I, Belichick's real in June. Uh, probably not, but you know that'd be beautiful if you did. But I would say this one thing about the officiating that was completely horrendous. But the fact that the officiating is so inconsistent and just so haphazard these days is one of the reasons why I enjoy NFL football less and less and less over the years. And the, and the NFL can't well, fix this problem anytime there. soon. I, it's like I don't enjoy the NFL as much as I used to. Like I used to a lot more years ago, and for a plethora of reasons, including the horrendous, shitty, and incredibly inconsistent officiating, 
is one of the big reasons. Like it just zaps the entire joy out of it when these calls are not made or randomly made and the application of the rules aren't really done properly and it takes them 10 fucking minutes to decide what these calls are. Like to me, it zaps out a huge amount of the fun of watching football. It's definitely a problem. And I love how the NBA is brought in these coaches challenges. The Pelicans Lakers game had about 10 minutes straight of stoppages. The replays and the replays in, in sports in general, it's getting like, I get that we want to get the calls right, but I hate these replays and how much it's become a part of sports where it's like you zap out all the momentum, all the energy, all the fun. And the problem with the coaches challenge in the NBA that, you know, first, when it first started, like when it happened in the arena, fans had no idea what the fuck was going on. Right. There they, no never, announcements. they never explained it to anybody. Yeah, never explained anything. It's like fans are left out, and they're doing a better job of that a little bit here and there. But, like, when it first started on, no one had any idea why the game was stalled for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, and we, it's we, agonizing. We, it's sound agonizing. Like, we sound like boomers right now, but that's okay. I, I really, it's legit, though. It's I really legit. don't. I really, I really think the officiate. It's going to fuck someone over in the NFL playoffs, and they already, they already did the pass interference rule, but something's going to get fucked up, and... Depending on what team it happens to, we're we're gonna see more. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure this out because it's becoming too run of the mill. Like people are just so used to it that they act like a team getting fucked by the officials is just like normal. It's like a big play happening, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it, 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 and that's not the case. You shouldn't have these refs having so much impact on on these games. It's it, it's really causing the issue, and it's gonna be more of an issue. Before we get out of here. We want to talk about the coolest moment of the week, I think. Lamar Jackson. Allegedly. It's not allegedly, though, because we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> so Lamar Jackson allegedly wore a white sleeve this week after the 49ers radio host said that, Zion, what did he say? He was good at fakes because of his dark skin with the, uh, with the, with ball. the dark football. Just completely, yeah. The guy was fired. As he should have been. I wasn't fired. He was suspended. I thought he, he 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 wasn't fired. Just suspended. Yeah, just suspended. Oh. Well, we all have to root against the 49ers now. But still, <laughs> Lamar with the troll move, I think, wore a white sleeve yesterday, white in gl- white glove for the first half of the Bills game. Yeah. Mark Ingram liked our tweet about it on he, Twitter, right? The Complex Sports he tweet. Liked it. Which to me is confirmation that Lamar continues to be the MVP and the coolest dude in the league. I mean, and to all the. Uh... The MAGA supporters in my mentions yesterday talking about oh, why were there <laughs> why were they in your mentions talking about oh it was cold outside it was forty five degrees relax that's like nothing in Buffalo that's like a summer day in Buffalo <laughs> it was forty five degrees Lamar never wore wears sleeve he never wear, wears yeah. a sleeve he was definitely sending a message never wears a glove that's why he took it off at halftime because he was kind of sucking he, he, yeah, he wasn't he was throwing like, the ball well in the first half yeah. it wasn't cold outside for the there was one dude I don't even want to give him attention yeah, so I'm, I'm not, just gonna yeah. but like he definitely sent a message there Lamar continues to be the coolest dude in the league and I think he's got MVP locked up because Russell Wilson kind of sucked last night it's definitely a potential troll job and an amazing one because I'm looking at the pictures right now from the Ravens Bills game and there are several Ravens that have no sleeves no well most of them have no sleeves on because obviously football players do that yeah. but yeah. the guys who are football wearing guys. them there's some guys wearing black, black. sleeves and most some of them wearing yeah. Ingram was wearing sleeves yesterday white sleeves but Lamar in some pictures is sleeveless but other times has the white sleeve on so yeah. I think low-key it might have been a troll job and if it was it's a glorious, amazing A plus troll. Job I think it's confirmed. Part. Mark Ingram liking our tweet confirmed. Well, it you can book. hint at it. You can like tongue in cheek hint at it with like, liking it. But regardless, I think we should we should still we should still spread the narrative that he did that as a troll job. Lamar and it's an amazing goat. troll job. He is the goat. Cool, coolest man in football. He's the coolest thing the NFL has going for him. They need him in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, we don't need Tom, we don't need to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. They need Lamar. 
we need Lamar Jackson versus Russell Wilson. That's right, what we're I gonna need. play this back the day after the Patriots beat the Ravens. The, the NFL will find some way happen. to screw over the Ravens and give the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. Yo, that, I didn't want to say it, but but when when the Patriots get every single call in the damn AFC yeah, playoffs, I'm, I'm because sure Roger, of this week, yeah, not this Roger, year. Roger Goodell is gonna make a phone call this week and say, guys, NFL officials, you have to atone <laughs> for your terrible performance and therefore give the Patriots every single call going forward. Now, so I, watch it happen. I'm ready to, to put my tinfoil hat it's on. It's gonna happen. Watch. This. We are getting a Lamar Russell. Super Bowl, all black quarterback, Super Bowl. It's happening. I actually I think the 49ers, man. I've been a 49ers hater. I've called them frauds up until like last week. Bro, they're still frauds to me. I don't think they are. <laughs> I I can't call them frauds after yesterday. That was a great they, performance. They killed the Saints. Like they didn't kill them, but they like Jimmy G, he throws the ball up and somehow it gets caught. Like I don't know. They got it right now. I they're my favorites in the NFC. I'm walking it back. Yeah, Walk you, that back this week. You, I, I'm walking back my 49ers slander. Good, good luck with that because it's not happening, man. They're, they're, getting, they're going to lose in the playoffs once Jimmy G shows his true colors. You can show out in the regular season. We saw with Jared Goff that yeah, when he got to the Super Bowl. He got to the Super Bowl, though. Nah, he got the, to the, the Super Bowl. The defense carried his ass to the Super Bowl. Nah, he, Goff oh. went off in the Saints game. He did. Goff had a very good game in the, against the Saints. I well, because, yeah, but Gurley ran the ball really well. For so sure. It's, gonna, it's, for like, sure. it's like the chicken and the egg thing. I don't know. I think the 49ers. Look at Goff's numbers last year at the end of the season. They were pitiful. That's fine. I think the 49ers for real. I don't think they're frauds, like I said. So they're they're defrauded. Is that is that the correct terminology? We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah, they're defrauds. (laughs) They're unfrauds. Then they're still frauds to me. Okay. You you gotta. We'll see. My friend Matt Breida. Friend of shout out to friend of complex friend Matt of, friend of complex Matt Brady hung out with him in San Francisco very nice man, uh, yeah I don't know I think they're legit I think that we'll see you know 49ers Ravens would be fun especially the radio host we it'd be a talking oh, point that'd be right. it'd be a talking right. point but, but also with the radio host. <laughs> Richard Sherman and uh, D Ford came out uh, back yeah. in the match yeah well football guys I, I mean, don't I don't know I don't know the NFL's a weird sport. A lot of NFL happened, obviously a lot of NBA this week. We appreciate everybody rocking with us. We will have episodes Christmas week and New Year's week. So With no, guests. With guests. Hopefully. Don't fucking <laughs> Yeah, at this it, point, exactly. Yeah. I probably just jinxed it, so. Don't, don't jinx it. So, you know, we're excited about the future. This was episode four of Load Management Podcast. Our podcast producer, Shiva. Sound engineering, Doug by Craig and Devell. Special thanks to Josh Dodd. Load Management is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Episode 5 coming next week. We'll see you then.